Another episode of Terrible Tally is back on top of the power rankings again. Oh, God. But but this time he is officially followed by four. Count them. Four. One, two, three, four farm teams. Oh, yeah. That's Booyah, Sacks, Big Ballers, and Fornicators. They are dominating the farm, and they have firmly locked up playoff spots. It must be fucking nice. God damn. Wish I was in the playoffs. Other important movers would be Blitzed and Gabagool. Blitzed has obviously turned a corner because my fraud insults aren't landing anymore. And Gabagool similarly is exploding at the right time. Just just don't ask Coheeds about it. All right, please. Just no one, don't anyone ask Coheeds about Gabagool right now. He doesn't want to talk about it. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Major 2 is coming down to AOL versus Bapes on the same level side, but Tally could play spoiler if he pulls a huge week, but let's go Bapes! The deck stack stinks, let me tell you, and on the other side, the far Major 2 is pretty much caters to take, but we really can't count out Sax right now because she also has the deck stack. Oh my god, I thought we said this was illegal! I thought we said it was illegal, no more doing that, okay? Alright. Another thing, Smokin' Bloodspan, he had a no good, very bad week. <laughs> he put up 58 points and put down almost every playoff chance he had. Not to mention, he also caused himself to fall behind Tally in the cup by like 60 points. By like 60 points. Smokin' Blunts is basically out of the semifinals now in the cup because of last week's pitiful performance. I mean, to be in the final four right now in the cup, you got to have your shit together because on the other side of things, Booyah and Fornicators are neck and neck right now with 242 to 233. 242 to 233 through two weeks. Now they have one more week to go. It, Fornicators has the lead in that. It's I read it backwards, technically. Caters has the 242 right now. I think he's going to hang on. I predicted that he would hang on last week. He's going to take it. He's going to go. It's going to be Tally versus Caters for the next level cup. I'm predicting it now. And that's going to run parallel to our playoffs. Our, our three-week playoff is going to also have that next level cup final happening. Now, it still needs to get there. So we're going to watch Caters versus Booyah this weekend. We're going to see what happens. But, man, I'm in the corner of Caters because I don't want Booyah in Omega. Not my cup of tea. Other than the stuff that we've already ripped off the top, I will say that there are now nine teams, just nine teams left in the Eliminator Challenge round two because there was 10 teams and then I fucking picked Jacksonville. I picked Jacksonville. Duval! Duval! Yeah, that's my fault. I shouldn't have trusted Jacksonville. I, I'm, I live here in Florida. I should know. Don't ever trust Jacksonville, especially in prime time. What was I thinking? All right. Lastly, I mean, we don't have too, too much to go over. We went over so much last week, and I do want to go through the big thing that happened this week just a little bit, uh, and then playoff probabilities. Uh, and we have a long chatting with the Masters, but Omega playoffs. There is two weeks left in the regular season for Omega, but there is a difference. The major difference in Omega is, well, there's a lot of differences in Omega. As properly, proper, eloquently put it today, I don't know how this shit works. I think something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It, it, it's, it's a 
it's a bit much, uh, you know, for for a side league, but you got to be into it. And right now we're down to two weeks to go. The major difference that I was alluding to is we don't have double headers. So there are four teams that have a two game advantage and there's only two weeks to go. There's a hefty point advantage differential there as well. Uh, so regardless, even best case scenario for the fifth seed, it, it's probably not going to work out for them. Uh, so it looks like that the top four right now for Omega is going to be the playoffs for this. I mean, I know it's not the first year of Omega, but it's the first year of this Omega. You know what I mean? It's like a new type of thing. So right now we're looking at Ball Spire. That's 10 foot. He's in first. Uh, in Higher Vale, that's Tally. He's in second. Lockshore, that's me, buddy. I'm in third. I climbed out of the abyss. Let me tell you, bad start to my season. And then Battle Jack's Retreat. Battle Jack's Retreat has recently been on fire. He's been jumping around the map, and he has gotten that fourth seed locked up. So we are all kind of right there. I think we, most of us have the same number of wins. Ball Spire may have won more than the other three, but those are your final four. We've got two weeks to go through the motions a little bit, probably kind of, you know, maybe set some records and Omega. You got to get those those numbers up. You know, even if you're out, you got to put some numbers up for your squad. You know, you're representing your franchise, your city, your hometown. You might be here next year. Make it look nice. Keep the place nice, right? Keep your city nice. All right. So let me just, you know, take a sip of uh, this beer real quick. Because uh, I want to just chill. Because I want to talk about the Jalen Hurts thing. I know everyone's just waiting for me to fucking talk about the Jalen Hurts thing. I get it. It's like, I can't believe he did that. I can't believe he did that. I mean, look, look, it's I know that there are a few people that disagreed with the move that was made. And for those that don't know, I should I should be a little more aware that the farm did not get that notification. And if you're in the farm and you didn't see Slack this week, you have no idea what I'm talking about. So let me just paint a picture here. Keeper system. OK, if you keep someone in the draft, which let's just put specific details in this story. High decibels kept Jalen Hurts in the third round this year, okay? Last year, he drafted Jalen Hurts in the third round, so he got to keep him in the third round this year. If he wanted to keep him next year, it would be plus one on that. So it's going to be, or minus one, however you're looking at it. He would have to go up one round, and he would have to spend a second round pick next year to keep Jalen Hurts. If he keeps Jalen on his roster the entire season. That's that's the rule. Because if Jalen is technically a free agent addition, the math is different. The math is based on ADP, which is much different than second, especially for a quarterback. Okay, so let's just play out a hypothetical and pretend that we're high decibels for a second. So we, we've just kept Jalen Hurts in the third round. He's doing pretty well. It's working out. He's QB2 for the year so far. The Eagles are killing it. I mean, they're not as good as the Niners, but, you know, I don't know. That's just my opinion. But the Eagles are good. For fantasy, Jalen Hurts is a, a miracle worker. He has pulled high decibel season out of the dumpster. He was 1-5 in five at one point. So Jalen Hurts is worth holding on to, but is he worth a second-round pick? Maybe. Maybe. But... What if you didn't have to spend the second round pick on him next year? What if you could say, keep him in the fifth round? That would be appealing. Tell me more. And all you would have to do is drop him to the player pool 
where he would be technically, all right, technically available for everyone to bid on, and then you could outbid everyone else, all right? And obviously, that last part is a huge caveat. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, my God. I am dying today. I, it's Christmas season right now, and I've, it's just a, a million miles an hour trying to get all this shit done. It's cold, and I have just been Christmas cookies and and uh, cocktail crustaceans. Just That's the name of my book, eventually, Christmas Cookies and Cocktail Crustaceans. But anyways, the, the point to the ad drop was that High Decibels had to be able to pick him up. He had to be certain that no one else would be able to outbid him because they would. If they could, they would. He's QB2. Who would not want him other than, I think, the owner of Josh Allen, right? I think he's QB1. But even that guy would be like, fuck it. I'll find a spot for Jalen Hurts. Like Everyone is going to try to get him, so Decibels needs to make sure that he has enough fab. So this was sort of part of the plan for him. I mean, things were going awry, like I mentioned. He was one in five. And at some point, he was making a conscious decision to not spend the fab. You can look at his transaction log. He's adding and dropping players. It's not like he wasn't paying attention all season. He was still making moves, you know, the following day because he probably wasn't getting the claims that he wanted for a $0 bid. <clears throat> and he's just trying to keep it moving, you know. And uh, at some point, he realized, hey, I, I have more fab than everyone else. And it's the trade deadline, which is the last wrinkle to this. He had to wait until the trade deadline passed because, hey, you can trade fab in this league. So if he had done this before the trade deadline, there could have been a coup. You know, there could have been a, a collusion between some other players where they say, hey, you give me some of this fab or I'll trade you for some fab and we'll make this even and someone could outbid decibels. But that wasn't allowed this week because we're we're past the trade deadline, okay? So, like, I've checked all the boxes here. I've crossed all the T's. I've dotted all the I's. He reached out to me about this theory a couple of weeks ago. I laughed. I, You know, as someone who does like to, to encourage chaos to a certain extent, it's good for ratings, for whatever ratings are in a fantasy football league. I was here for it, and I'm looking at the at the Constitution. I'm reading it. I'm looking at it. I'm like, there's, it's not illegal. There is nothing illegal about it. You could say that, oh, I don't like this. So that's fair. I mean, I if I were if I were in same level right now, I wouldn't like it either. In fact, Bapes is in same level, and I would very much like her to win the championship this year and next year. And I don't want decibels to have the advantage. I want her to have the advantage. And still. I think this is fine. I think this is fine. If someone wants to make a rule and we're going to vote on it and maybe we add something to the league, okay, that's fine. I think maybe people would be open to that. I don't know. It's going to be a long shot, though. I think that now what we really need is a check and balance. You know, uh, something where, okay, we we don't want to mess with the trade deadline. That has a purpose. Um, but maybe there was another way that someone could acquire fab after the trade deadline, and it would put the kibosh on this right away. There would be no shenanigans with ad drops and knowing and being sure, being able to box everyone out on the market. It would be a lot less possible because people would be a little more liquid in their assets after the trade deadline, and that could alleviate this. 
So I think that there's there's a solution. Some people have come up with some stuff on Slack. I think, by the way, sidebar, great week this week on Slack. I thought we were very productive. Tally, I'm sorry if if we were, you know, if anyone got mad. I, I, I don't think anyone got mad, really. I mean, <laughs> I've been there where people got mad before. This wasn't that. Uh, this felt like a constructive thing, uh, and 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 I'm happy for everyone. I applaud everyone for for having, you know, like a, a an adult perspective. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Anyways, so that was that. I, I that's my point of view on it. I think Blitz shared the same point of view. A few others. I think Fornicator's point of view was that Jalen Hurts just sucks. That's fair. From his perspective, that's fair. But I mean, what what high decibels did, I think, was just at the end of the day, it was just a heady play, you know. And what is it really? What is it really? Honestly, I think that this is an innocuous enough move that it will end up helping us in the long run because we'll do something, I think, in the off season with an amendment that that fills this hole. That's what she said. And doesn't allow this anymore in a in a positive way that encourages a dynamic strategy driven league, and that's what we're we're shooting for. I think we'll fix this. It could have been worse, right? This could have been done with Christian McCaffrey, but we're talking about a quarterback. I don't care if it's the QB one or the QB two. It doesn't matter if he can get him in the fourth or the fifth. It's really it's just a quarterback, guys. All right, I think we could be grateful uh, to a certain extent that it was just a quarterback. Like it could have been McCaffrey, it could have been something else that would have been, you know, much more impactful. And again, just to reiterate, because some idiots on Slack don't can't get this through your fucking heads, he's not going to get years added. Okay, he only gets one more keep. His previous keep of this year does not disappear because he dropped him and re-added him. That keep still happened. It it still happened, but he dropped him, and now he's a free agent, and he added him again. So both things can be true, and both things are true. So he's only going to be able to keep him one more time, and then he's going to have to let him go. But one more time, according to our rules right now, will be based on Jalen Hurts' ADP plus a couple of rounds, depending on what that is. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, I just got to applaud him. I, bravo. It's just, just good thinking. Smart thing. I've been doing this keeper system for years now, calculating player values for everyone. And someone mentioned it. I think it was 10 foot color coded player value margins and stuff like that. I do that for you guys. I know how this system works. I'll tell you what, this could have already happened. And I, I might not have noticed. I might not have noticed because I, I, I laid it out on Slack how I do it. I put everyone's team in. I put where they were drafted, if they were drafted, and then I go through and I search the entire transaction log for the whole season for that player's name. And if I don't find that player, then they get to keep the draft value. If I do find that player, then I erase the draft value. And I will tell you, it's almost always what Mike, what High Decibels just did, almost always is, is bad for the team. It almost always goes the opposite direction. Dropping and re-adding, you're almost always losing value. So it's like a very rare case that this worked out. You have to be in the right situation. But anyways, that's my two cents. And we will we will talk about it more in this episode, but we got to move on real quick. So I want to just go through. We've got one week to go in same level and the farm level before the playoffs hit. Want to go through the, the final 
probability machine that we just ran this week. I did another 10 million. And I'm looking at right now, let's just go through the farm. I'm going to give it to you from the top down. Booyah, still number one, 99.8%. Definitely going to happen. I'm going to slot him in at number one. Um, where it gets interesting, though, is right now, Sachs is in third place. Big Ballers is in second place. But Sachs and Big Ballers are playing against each other this week. And Sachs has the Dak stack. It sucks for Ballers. So right now, Sachs actually has a 60% chance to take the two seed where big ballers will fall to the third seed. So that could be vice versa. This is basically going to be a game for the bye uh, when it all comes down to it. So that should be interesting. Um, going into the fourth seed, we are going to see Hanging with Hernandez. Congratulations, Hanging with Hernandez. 69 0.9% chance at the fourth seed. That's pretty awesome. And then solidly, solidly, solidly in the fifth seed will be fornicators with almost like a 99% chance. Like I don't think he's going to catch hanging with Hernandez. Uh, I think he's going to get in on level wins and it's going to be that fifth seed for fornicators. But it won't really matter because in the playoffs, it's four versus five. So you get the fourth seed, good for you. You get the fifth seed, whatever. You're in the same matchup. So it's going to be hanging with Hernandez versus Fornicators in the first round. Um, and if Big Ballers is the one that falls to third, he will face the sixth seed, which right now, oh my God, I am sorry, Coheeds. It's Gabagool. Oh, man. Joe Gabagool is looking at a 94, a 94% chance uh, to to make it into the playoffs right now. And, oh, my God, how did he do that? How did he do that? Coheeds, what did they do to us? Coheeds has a 6% chance to make it into the playoffs. Not very much. He is basically assured the seventh seed with a 95 or 94% chance. Um, damn. So that flipped just from last week. I think it was the opposite uh, and then Gabagool had a hell of a week. Coheeds did not, and the tables have turned. So I'm sorry. It looks like Coheeds going to be on the outside looking in, and I kind of know how that feels because shortly after him, you're going to find Buddy Danger. But before Buddy Danger, because I'm not even right there, we're going to see Tutties is going to be an eighth. Shreddy Four Fingers is going to be a ninth. I, Buddy Danger, will be in tenth. And the final two in the farm will be Newcomb and holding court and they will get the buy in the AOL. So we're looking at um, <clears throat> Buddy Danger will face off against Coheeds in the AOL for the farm. All right. That should be pretty fun. If this all plays out, which it looks like 95% chance and it will be Shreddy versus Tutties. Uh, the losers will move on against Newcomb and holding court. That should be pretty fun. That's the farm. Now that's uh, pretty simple. I was able to blow right through that because we're talking about big numbers, 95% chances, 0% chances. It's like cut and dry, right? Let me scroll down a little bit into this fucking yellow nightmare. There is nothing green and there is nothing red. Same level is up for grabs, except for the one seed. The one seed is going to Tally. Congratulations, Tally. I mean, I don't know how long it's been, man. Splash. First seed. First seed for terrible Tally. Congratulations. 100% chance. I think it was 100 last week. Second seed, second seed, second seed, second seed, 93% chance going to blitzed because of what happened last week. So high decibels, he dropped both games, blitz picked up a couple, 
it locked him in. Blitzed is basically locked in at that second seed. He's going to get the buy. There is a slight chance, 6.5%, that Danger Crazy can jump up there. Probably not going to happen. Danger Crazy, in all likelihood, will be slotting in that third seed right there for Danger Crazy. Congratulations, man. <clears throat> Danger Crazy going from the secondary promotional status up into the same level to the third seed. The third seed. So we'll get to his opponent in just a second. Uh, but the fourth and fifth seeds, it looks like it's going to be fourth seed, AOL for life, 48% chance. Actually, no, strike that. It's going to be about a 64% chance to be in that fourth seed, followed by high decibels with a very large 80% chance to fall into that fifth seed because he dropped the second. So again, our, our playoff system is a little funky. Uh, if you don't get in on wins, you have to get in on something all different. So that's what's creating things where you'll fall from second to fifth because he's just basically out of contention on the wins thing after dropping both last week. But really good breakdown for high decibels. So he's definitely going to hit that fifth seed. He is safe there. So he is going to face off in all likelihood. You'll hear me say that a lot today. In all likelihood, it will be AOL versus high decibels in the first round of the playoffs. That's pretty exciting. OGs right there, basically. Uh, and that's six seed. That's six seed that is going to get to go up against Danger Crazy in the first round. Congratulations to Bapes. Oh, my God. That is what we wanted to hear. Oh, I have just been sweating this out, man. I do not want her to go to the AOL tournament. I, I don't need that in my season right now, my season of Christmas and and giving and loving i can't have babes in the aol tournament that's just not good for business right now so babes looks like she's gonna have about a 78 percent chance at six seed she's got a really good breakdown record i don't have it in front of me but i know it's really good because of this percentage chance here so who is going to be just left out in the cold and who would have thought 10 foot little person man i'm sorry Make the playoffs and lose. I don't know. Maybe you won't make the playoffs and you'll win. You ever think of that? Maybe you won't make the playoffs, but you'll win second chance championship. Huh? Huh? Second chance championship sounds pretty good. I mean, it sounds better than the AOL relegation. So silver linings, my friend. You could win that. You could do that. Also, falling, bunching on bunching. I'm sorry, bunching. She's going to be an eighth seed. So those seven and eight right there. Ninth is going to go to proper. If I got to put my money on it, he's got like a 70% uh, chance or so uh, to be in that ninth seed right there. And then 10th, 10th is going to go to big TDs, big TDs. We're looking at like a 90% chance to go in that spot. Uh, and then finally, the dreaded buys in the AOL, the ones that you don't want. I mean, and if you've been keeping a, uh, up here with who I've said, then you already know. Gone deep and smoking blunts will have a buy in the AOL tournament. Oh, man. So I know that blunts is probably looking at things and he's saying, you know what? There's there's still a chance, right? There's still a chance I could get up there into the sixth seed on level wins because, you know, I, I really need to get up there. But he's going to have to catch Bapes in level wins because Bapes will no longer be in fifth because decibels fell to fifth. So decibels falling to fifth push, pushed Bapes to sixth, which pushed Blunt's chances down, down, down. There was not an open seat at the table anymore because of what Blitz did at the top. This is just, you know, it's just level upon level. It's that meme where there's like a gun to someone's head and behind them there's a gun to their head and behind them there's a gun. It's all, it's that. But it's just these fuckers in the same level. 
So that's what happened to you, Blunts, man. I'm sorry, but I'll, I'll tell you, we're looking at a 3% chance. 3% chance. You're telling me there's a chance, man. I got 3% chance right here. I, I saw with my own eyes 30,000 simulations out of 10 million that said you're going to do it. You're going to do it. 30,000. That's a lot. I mean, 10 million is way more. But I don't know. You never know, man. 3% chance you could do it. So that's it. That's the playoff probabilities. And I don't know. I think um, I just want them to start. I just want them to start like right now. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that I just, you know, <clears throat> I wanted to make the predictions, you know, just so we could all have something to talk about over the week. But uh, I don't know. I'm just excited. Even though I'm down here in the farm, I'm just, I'm so excited. It's Brittany, bitch. The LOL playoffs are pretty much set and ready to rock your world. That's what she said. Let's go through the latest playoff projections as we head into the final regular season week. Over on the farm, the top seed is going to be Booyah. I'm curious as to how he got here, considering he was always consistently bad in his previous level. I mean, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. He's typically the type to roster three defenses, but here he is with Jalen Hurts and Tyreek Hill. Well, 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 how the turntables. The second seed is basically up for grabs this weekend with Saxon City facing off with big ballers, but ballers is a dact stacked against him. It's basically going up against a mirror image of Jerry Jones. Identity theft is not a joke, Sax. Millions of families suffer every year. And Ballers just needs to hope Jamar Chase and Debo Samuel put up some points. He's undefeated against Sack, so I mean, he knows exactly what to do, but in a much more real sense, he has no idea what to do. The fourth and fifth seeds, well, they're going to come down to Fornicators and hanging with Hernandez, so I guess they're not. I guess they're both making the playoffs, and I'm not. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? I don't need to go over their rosters. I'm not interested in caring about people right now. The last farm spot is going to be either Joe Gabagool or Coheeds, but the Ghoul has a solid, solid advantage this week. Again, with two more teams in over me that shouldn't be. Look, I don't hate it. I just don't like it at all, and it's terrible. So let's jump over to the same level playoff race and catch up with the fantasy equivalent of the Utica branch that no one cares about because Scranton just has so much more fun. The top seed is also locked up on this side of the tracks by Toby Flenderson. I mean, I'm sorry. Terrible Tally taking the honor and the bye week. Tally, I know you're as shocked as we are, but close your mouth, sweetie. You look like a trout. The second seed will very likely go to the aforementioned fraudulent blitz. I can't lie anymore. He climbed really fast. Fool me once, strike one. Fool me twice, strike three. To give you a reference point on his speed, he's somewhere between a snake and a mongoose and a panther. The third and fourth seeds will be snagged by Danger Crazy and AOL for life this year. AOL has the Dak stack and Danger Crazy is just, just, I don't know. Any man who says he could totally understand Danger Crazy is a fool because they are un-understandable and I understand nothing. And high decibels will fall all the way from second to fifth. Decibels, you ignorant slut. And Babes will take the final playoff seed. Great. My wife will go to fight for the hammer while I'm in the farm, AOL. So I'm going to move on. Me think, why waste time say lot word when few word do trick? Good luck, Babes.
And finally, the SLFFL AOL tournament is shaping up to be a doozy, and trust me, I know about these things. I've been there. The worst thing, the worst thing about the AOL, it was the Dementors. Gone Deep and Smoking Blunts will be our two unlucky teams with a bye, while Big TDs plays 10-foot and Proper plays Munchin. And look, I know I may sound giddy when I talk about the AOL, but there is a technical medical reason. It's true. Around this league in the past, I've been a little abrupt with people, but the doctor said, if I can't find a way to relate more positively to my surroundings, then I'm going to die. Would I rather be feared or loved? Easy. Both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. That's the sweet spot for a commissioner, right? I wield the power of all the rules, yet here I am more sideline commenter than playoff contender. But do I need to be liked? Absolutely not. Sure, I like to be liked. Who doesn't? I enjoy being liked. I have to be liked. It's part of the commissioner's charm, but it's not like this compulsive need to be like, like my need to be praised. Well, maybe just a little bit, but I don't know. I wonder what people like about me. Probably my jugs. Of fantasy knowledge and insight, obviously. What else could it be? I talk a lot, especially on Slack, so I don't know. I've learned to just tune myself out. I bet you've wished for that superpower, too. I'm sorry I annoyed you with my friendship. So yes, I'm in the farm AOL, and I'm running away from my responsibilities. It feels good since I'm not dealing with the possibility of relegation. However, I am seeing a new league snowball underneath the farm, and in the end, the greatest snowball isn't a snowball at all. It's fear. I feel God in this chilies tonight. We have a great show for you today. High Decibels is here. That's right. High Decibels is here. Don't forget to leave a voicemail. 407-900-5305. That's 407-900-5305. We'll be right back after this with more LOL Show. You see that wall? Yes. Okay, now look away from it. You don't know if the wall's still there. What do you mean? Of course it's still there. Well, you don't know that because you're not looking at it. What if it disappeared? Where would it go? Well, that's not, I don't know. I know where the wall goes. Okay, so you're saying that if I'm not looking at the wall, how do I know it's there? Yes. Easy. Oh, oh, all right. How does the wall know when I am looking at it. Okay, I think we've gone too far off topic. How do we know that we are not on topic for a different conversation? Because it is not in the binder. Binder? I don't see a binder. I'm not looking at the binder. How do I know the binder exists? Binder? I hardly knew her. <laughs> so, whoa! Still there. <laughs> And we're back. It's another chatting with the masters. This time, though, we have a two-time, two-time, two-time champion. That's right, two-time champion. High decibels. What is up, man? High decibels. Uh, how did it go? It's high decibels. Yeah, yeah, high decibels here. There you go. So happy to be here. <laughs> yes, I think this is uh, this is what they've been waiting for. Uh, I I can't think of that I many. Doubt it. I don't know. I feel like they want to hear us talk a little bit. I don't know. I've, I, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I mean, 
Yeah, probably happens today, probably not, but yeah, go on. Yeah, so like, I guess for those that don't know, or those, I mean, I guess that would be a very few amount of people. Maybe some like big ballers might not know this or what. I don't know. Uh, but uh, Buddy Danger, myself, and High Decibels are brothers, right? This like cue the, oh my god, we're brothers! Like, <laughs> so we- I'm glad you're finally uh, you're finally recognizing that fact. That's good. <laughs> yeah, <I> will- <laughs> that's. I'll admit it. Yeah. So we've, we grew up together. We know each other fairly well, I think. Uh, and, and we kind of join, like everyone gives me a lot of the credit for creating same level and doing all the stuff that we do. I'll accept all the credit every day, but you definitely deserve a lot of the credit as well. Right. I mean, you were there at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, like I, I helped build the, you know, like staff the league, you know, but a lot of the original ideas and, and progress that the league's made over the years have majority been yours by far. Right. I'm an idea I mean, guy. You also have a lot of You're time on your hands. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so much time. So I could, I could spend that time on ideas. You don't have time. You're out there mingling with the people. You're meeting all these people and you're bringing them into the same level throughout the years. It's been a ridiculous thing. Honestly, that's something I probably should have done in prep for this interview is like go back and chronologically go through all the people that you've nominated because it's like most of the history of the league. But I don't want to start there. I, I like how we've done the past couple of weeks where I've asked everyone to go way back. And this one's almost like a twofer because we're brothers. When we go way back, it's going to be the same answer. So it's almost like I'm interviewing myself. But I want to just like I want to get some from your perspective, you know, where our our paths and where they where they, you know, uh, uh, departed from one another, but also the way back machine. So let's go way, way, way back. And you and I, I think this is the purpose of this, in my opinion, would be to uh, help explain our personalities a bit and like our background and where we came from. So like, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll try. But I mean, I, I drink and smoke a lot. So, <laughs> so if we're talking about way, way back, like, yeah. I'll give you the bits and pieces that I have. Oh yeah. So yeah. So you were, you're, you're two years younger than me or about, about that, right? A little bit less than two years younger than me. So, so you're about, you're 36, right? 36. I'm 38. Uh, and yeah. we're, we're working, we're working towards 40 really quick, but when we were very, very young, we grew up in a town called Lusby, Maryland. You remember Lusby, Maryland, right? Yes. And also, just to kind of caveat that, we actually, when, when I was born, we were in a trailer park. Yes. We did. We started there, but I don't really consider that. I mean, that was like a little footnote. But yes, we were, we were born like Eminem in the trailer park, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, our, but then we quickly upgraded from the trailer park. In hindsight, in 2023, can you imagine being that young and like having a custom house built and paid for, and you own it at that? Yeah, young? that's I crazy. Mean, that, that house was nuts. We had a house that was an octagon roof. We had eight sides to our roof, and it was, and we had like a wraparound deck and a little and lake access in the back. So like we went from trailer park to suburb real quick. Right. But these suburbs that we grew up in for for the for I, for my elementary school years, a decent chunk of yours uh, was like extremely southern, even though it was in Maryland. It was just like the redneck capital of the world, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We had Barney Fife as like the local sheriff. And, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. All we did as kids and our friends in the neighborhood is we wanted to freaking jump our bikes off dirt ramps. And, yes. Uh, yeah, it was. Yes. Like just total trash living. We, I mean, no offense to, to my, we were, we were very well off. I have to admit we had like, it, yeah, no offense to all of our members that live in like Indiana and Ohio. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, we kind of get it right. Like we kind of, uh, we understand we're from there. Uh, but you know, we, we were in Lusby for a while, uh, and then you can take it from there. So where, where did we go from, from Lusby, Maryland? Oh shit. I guess we moved into Southdown, which yeah. was yeah. the house that my, our dad grew up in. Right. We bought the house from our grandparents. Yes. And that's a theme. Literally building tree forts in the backyard in trees that our parents and aunts and uncles planted. Right. Yeah, and, and as we move forward, it was definitely a theme of like, apparently there was like a you get to get good good deals on buying houses from your parents, and then that's just that stopped when we when we were of house buying age. I guess that's not an option anymore. Oh, big time! Yeah, because <laughs> after that we moved to Davidsonville, right. which is a, a known area of like more upper class suburbs right. where we we were not upper class, but we got the house yep. from. Our other side of the family grandfather. Yeah. So, like, we we definitely were moving on up. Our parents did the like the skyrocketing meme where they're going from Lesby, Maryland, super redneck. We lived in the middle of the woods. Uh, we were, you know, president of the fishing club type of thing. And we moved to Edgewater, which was right next to Annapolis, Maryland, which is what people are familiar with. But we were, you know, mid tier. That's where South Down Shores was, right? So, some of you guys might remember we had a, a, a you, a team in the in the league. Go ahead and tell them about the team that was in the league. Oh yeah, South Down. So that was that was our father running that. <laughs> our team. father. And I remember the draft when he just drafted QB round one immediately, oh, and he yeah. just he wouldn't get off the pedestal of QBs have the most points. They score the most points yeah. every week. Yeah. Why is everybody getting running backs? And it just couldn't get it through his head that there's. There's more QBs that are good than running backs that are good. Yeah. And then when people kept telling him that you didn't need to spend that much on Peyton Manning, he got mad at the end and just drafted all Washington players and just like loaded up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. 30 years of losing. Good that, luck. <laughs> yeah. At least you're, you're aware of that now. And, and we're going to get into the, like the drafting quarterbacks early and the being a homer. Those are definitely things that you and I have had to deal with, uh, being here since 08 uh but but after edgewater like i said we were edgewater was kind of like a uh a typical suburban sprawl type of area that's where we went to high school uh, we also dipped over into davidsonville like you said this is all in the same area this is all when we would consider having been in annapolis was the closest yeah 20 foot radius of each other i mean you're still going to the same school same district right you still have all the same friends it's just different house so we went to we went to high school. You and I both did the sports thing. Uh, you maybe a little bit more than me. You did football, big football guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I played football, played lacrosse. I was on the wrestling team, even though I was just there to stay in shape, so I didn't actually compete. Um, yeah, gotta get those muscles up, get, keep them going, right? So you can, you were uh, you were the most important position on the football team, right? Which one was that? Uh, fullback, halfback. Yeah, boy. Yeah. That's right. Like the fullbacks, like they just, they don't get enough love, man. We don't see enough fullbacks petition, amendment proposal, fullback position. My, my junior year, 
as a fullback, had honorable mention all county as a halfback. All right. That's, you know, for what it's worth. For what it's worth. Man. Yeah. You tell a lot of people that nowadays? Oh, every day. That's not fuck, I fucking right. That's what I would do. So you did uh, yeah. you did a pretty good job in high school sports. I would say, like, you know, you're not going to go out there and get, like, some D1 scholarship, but you were, like you said, notable in some ways. Uh, and then you, you went to college. Yeah, I mean, I had, I had D1 scholarship offers, very small offers, but they were going to be, like, I was going to be third, fourth string, likely not even be on the team the second year, and it, it just wasn't worth it. So and lacrosse, the same thing. And I, I, it was, you know, good at lacrosse, but... I just took the D three yeah. scholarship, which is funny. When I, if we're getting into the, the going to college part, yeah, yeah. I took an academic scholarship to a D three school because <laughs> D three schools can't offer athletic scholarships. And I had a two point two GPA out of high school. It's <laughs> a fucking splash. Hell yeah, get a fucking uh, uh, full ride or like at least some of your tuition paid for because you had a two point two GPA. Uh, but okay, so yep. so you're saying there was a there's a scam afoot where they're basically pretending to give out. Yes. Academic. Okay, all right. Yeah, they call it college. All right. Yeah, that is. I've heard that that's a scam. That's a scam. So where where yeah. was this? What was this D three school? I believe I know it, but uh, Virginia Wesley. Right, Virginia Wesleyan and Virginia Beach. Yeah, we're in the, we were in the same conference as Salisbury. That was basically <laughs> undefeated for like six years. Oh, and lacrosse. Yeah, and Salisbury yeah. was really good at lacrosse. And if you don't know where Salisbury's at, you drove through it on the way to the Big Gay Getaway. Salisbury is basically right next to Ocean City, Maryland. They have a college there. That'd be an amazing place to go to school. But so you had to play against Salisbury. You're at Virginia Wesleyan. Did you play football yeah. at Virginia Wesleyan or just lacrosse? No, no, they didn't have a football uh, team. That's what, which was also appealing, you know. If I'm not going to play football, then I don't want to go to a school where there is football. It just, yeah, a reminder that what could have been, right? You didn't want to have. Yeah, I get that. So then Virginia Wesleyan turned into. I'm trying to put the pieces together. While you were doing Virginia Wesleyan, I was probably getting high. Well, when I went to when I went to Virginia Wesleyan, yeah, you were you were getting high way before that, mm-hmm. but yeah. When, as soon as I graduated high school, uh, the pa- our parents and you and our sister moved to Orlando. Right. And they moved when I went to college. So at that point, I couldn't really just go home four hours away. Home was all the way, you know, 15 hours away. Right. So yeah. I just stayed there the entire year. I stayed there over the breaks. And when I came, when I finally finished that first year at Virginia Wesley in a four-year liberal arts college, I realized I'm not going to learn shit about what I want to do. I've always wanted to be in audio yeah. and video and all that. So I was like, this is a waste of time to just play lacrosse. We're paying all this money to play lacrosse. Why? This is bullshit. <laughs> and that's when I first came back down to Orlando. Yeah, and I mean, I hated it at first. We first moved here. Obviously, we were, I was I was 20 years old. You were you were a little bit younger. You're 18. You were doing the college thing though, so you at least had that. I knew it kind of sucked moving to the new area, but I got accustomed to it. I enjoyed it uh, eventually. But then you found somewhere to go to school nearby. Yep, uh, Full Sail University. Yes. And I remember I took a tour there. They were a world-renowned audio engineering school. And you know, as soon as I walked through it, I was like, "This is." This is it. I don't fuck lacrosse. <laughs> I don't need to go here. And but then we saw the, the the what it costs to go there. And of course, mom and dad are like, uh, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Now, a lot of the people that are listening to this show are familiar with how much it costs to go to full sale, and it's it's probably fifty percent more, if not more than that, now to go there today. Because at this point, you guys went to full sale like over a decade ago. Oh yeah, at this point, my tuition at full sale is nothing compared to the average college tuition. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I mean, it was a lot, and it's still probably. Still sucks paying it off. I'm sure if you're still paying. I mean, it's like it's like locking up your your D end on a long time a long term (laughs) contract before like Aaron Donald signs. You know, like you don't want the market to get set too high. Like let's lock this dude up. Right, and that's what I did. Go to full sale. Like I, you're lucky though. It worked out because some people will go to full sale and then they'll end up doing something completely different. Like most of the people that we knew that went there, and then it was just like it was like signing Albert Hainsworth for a hundred million dollars in seven years. Oh yeah, I mean the success rate in the field of people that go to that school is probably thirty percent, and the rest you're just managing publics around Orlando area. Right, and so I still live here. I still live literally right next to Full Sail. Now I bought a house right next to Full Sail. Never went there, bought weed there so many times, and now I get to buy weed down the street from Full Sail at Jungle Boys, and I I drive past it like twice a week, and they've got billboards up and down the street, and it's just like uh, the the most recent video game, you know, Starfield, and it'll be like there's. 47 graduates worked on this game alone and they'll have like billboard after billboard that like touts all these things. But yeah, I know having seen it with you full sale is a fucking shady for profit business that you got to get, you know, you got to be really into it to, to, to make it after that. Well, it's a, it's a 24 hour school. You do, you have eight hours of school a day. So I would have classes at, you know, nine to one and then labs from 1am to 5am and, all over the place you couldn't have a job and go to that that's cool and the, the reasoning being like who records their album at 9 a.m you know, so we're gonna teach we're gonna teach you shit at 9 a.m in a classroom but then you got to come back at 1 a.m to 5 a.m to be in the studio and record people right right and this so i should pause here so while you're at full sale this is actually the birth of same level right so let's yep. let's talk about that first year do you remember who was going to full sale that you in, invited into the league that first season? The Booyah, fourth and nine inches, uh, maybe O Train's finest. Was he? Um, not sure if he was the first year. Um, I don't remember what Bobby's team name was, but Bobby likely was just him. Bobby. Bobby was Bobby. We had a few. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, we had a few back then that were just like, I don't know how to come up with anything. My name is Bobby. Yeah. I'm at a creative school and I can't be creative. Oh, yeah. And then Bobby became known for just falling down the stairs that year. Um, and that, yeah. was, that was it. Back in the day, that was the highlight of same level, by the way. <clears throat> in like 2008, when someone fell down the stairs, it was the equivalent of like a big, uh, you know, trade argument on Slack. That was, that was our uh, our setting at that point. Yeah, and we have uh, we also have a noted history of uh, baby Jack falling down the stairs at the big game anyway. <laughs> Splash. <laughs> he, did. he did. He did. It's fine. All right. So, yeah, also on that list. So we had I just got it pulled up. There was Jared. Right. We had another idiot that didn't know how to. Call oh, he sucks. Teammates. And then he yeah, he left <sighs> and did like football coaching. But this, he was a roommate. Right. So he was in the in the roommate situation in that time frame. <laughs> Also, we had Booyah. 
Uh, and we had fourth and nine inches. And we had Ryan Bell, our blues. Ryan oh, Bell. Oh, our bluesy. Yeah, I think he's actually in Charlotte. You should hit him up. But anyways, the in the following year. No, no. Is he? No, he's not. Yeah, yeah. Hit him up. I think uh, our blues is in Charlotte. Maybe we can get him in the next level uh, when we add it next year. So, yeah, in the following no season. Shit. It's uh, it's I'm looking at it. It looks like this is when we added Coheeds. So I'm assuming in 2009 or by 2009, you had already started working at the Daily Buzz. Yes. So I graduated since it was an accelerated program. Like I said, you, you go to school eight hours a day. So in less than a two year span, you get more hours than a four year university bachelor program. So I had my bachelor's at 20. Yeah. So at, in 08, when I finished the programs, that's when I needed a job. And one of my teachers, who was the marketing director for, the fuck was that, um, studio that was out of Orlando that recorded Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and it, that all went under. Oh, under that Ron dude. Perlman. Yeah. Yeah, Ron Perlman. So she was the marketing director for him. And she was a teacher in the marketing department with Full Sail. She got me the internship at the Daily Buzz as marketing. So I started there making zero dollars as an intern and working at fucking Subway, which, by the way, hindsight, what a good skill. Like, <laughs> I am a I'm a literal sandwich artist. Like, Daniel knows how to make sandwiches or Big TDs knows how to make her own sandwich, but it's not going to be as good. Unless I make it, you know guaranteed. What? That's progressive of you. You know, in, in in an older time, you would have made big TDs make you a sandwich, but now, no, nay. Oh no, 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 no! That's my princess. That's my queen. You, you sit down, you relax, baby. I got so, you. All right, so Daily Buzz, you know, that seems to to be pretty popular for a while. You meet uh, the connectors at one point. So we got Joe connected here. We got uh, Connecticut yeah. Coheeds. We you're bringing all these people into the fold from the Daily Buzz, and then uh, then you decided to to move to DC. I assume it was for work. Uh, what was the cause? Yeah. There? Well, fourth and nine inches, I got him a job at the Daily Buzz running audio All because right. they wanted me to leave the audio booth so I could go be the floor director. And I was like, well, I don't want any little, you know, poop butt off the street mm -hmm. coming here running audio talking to me on my headset. And so I was like, it's got to be somebody I know. Got him the job running audio. So he got cool with Coheeds and everybody. But then he was looking for other jobs, company out of D.C., you know, kind of paid for him to move up and move up there and start working in uh, live production. So like, you know, live shows in hotels and any live, any live space really. Right. So then he was like, Hey, I, we need better people. Uh, they want to come, they want to talk to you. So they fly me up for an interview. Tell me they'll pay me, they'll pay to move me up, pay to break my lease. Just got to come up here and make more money than I'm making in Orlando. So easy answer hell yeah so you moved up to dc uh you, you stayed with multiple people i assume at some point 10 foot said you were staying with him uh and then we, we got the news on thanksgiving that you just decided to start frequenting a wine bar and ordering beer right is that what that was the game plan yeah all of that adds up um well kind of in different i don't know different progressions so i was in northern virginia and I was with another girl, of course, at the time. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about 
mm-hmm. who was the first winner of the hammer. Um, Danielle, uh, big, yeah, big TDs does not like to talk about her. Um, but I was in, in Northern Virginia, and then we broke up. So then I started frequenting the wine bar that was right there, the apartment I was in. Met Danielle. Took a little while. We started you know, hanging out outside of her work and you know, yada yada. But then we kind of like lost lost touch almost when I moved into the city. I moved actually into DC. And that's when I started living with it was either Ollie, O Train's finest, or Ten Foot. I think it was ten yeah, it was ten foot I moved in with originally in DC. Mm-hmm. So then it was me, ten foot, and a couple other dudes in this sweet spot in Northwest and fun. Yeah. Always good time. And I knew Proper already when I moved to DC. And by the way, Proper got it wrong when he was on the show. All right. I forget his time his timeline of us. When I first got to DC, within two weeks of me working as the technical director, whatever, of the Mandarin Oriental where AOF for life. Right ended up working it, it was i was this is how i met proper i'm in the back of house of the hotel like trying to set up a show and there's this i just hear this british accent just like kind of talking to everybody like loudly over everybody because he's the banquet manager so he's in charge of all the staff for the hotel side and then he's like hey you, you know what you know what i knew you know what? I can get some weed. That's what he asked me. And like, and I'm brand new in this building. I don't know anybody. And and I work for an, a third party company, not the hotel. So this is like a hotel employee talking to a third party vendor Smart. around like I don't know forty people. Uh, you know what? I can get any weed. <laughs> I'm like, what? No, no, no. I walked away from him. And then I found him later. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like. <laughs> yeah, I can get you some weed, but chill. And we became best friends after that. We yes. hung out every day. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. It sounds like he had a much more hectic job back then compared to what he does now. Oh my gosh, being a banquet manager is yeah. ridiculous. I mean, like the, the night events that he's running, and I would just be work, I'd be running the show in the back corner from the AV booth, but he's like on a walkie-talkie nonstop, just like managing <laughs> like the the service of food coming in and out of the back of house, and then like of course it's a five diamond or four diamond hotel, so it's the fanciest of people, yeah. and they're all just complaining, and he's got to be the manager that goes and deals with them. And it's oh like, yeah, and it's always no matter that. what it, that food is always shitty. Like and everyone's gonna be bad. That sucks. <laughs> but now he's got a chill job. All right, so that's how you met him. You're doing all this stuff. You're working. Sounds like you were kind of working a little bit for AOL, according to what he was saying. Was he like kind of your boss at one point? Yeah, technically. I mean, well, I mean, in the hierarchy of the hotel, yeah, he was the director of operations. So technically, the it would be the director of AV in the hotel, and then it would be the director of operations, where you know, in charge of that AV staff, but. At some point, we got bought by another company, and the hierarchy changed where I don't report to the director or the director of operations. I report to the director of basically engineering or the director of you know technology of the region. Org chart talk. 
Definitely awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So you got tired of DC at some point, and then, according to Big TDs, you're you're offered a free place to stay in Charlotte. Yeah. So you guys are like, "Fuck it, let's just uh, let's take up let's take up this friend of ours on an offer to stay at their place for free, uh, and all we have to do is help them raise an infant." Uh, and then that didn't that didn't pan out. But you guys stuck around. Yeah. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? But. It- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it really was like uh, we needed a fucking excuse to get out of DC. DC is just draining. I mean, the party life, the drugs, the yeah. fucking yeah. the the amount of money you pay to live in squalor is just stupid. I mean, we were paying uh, probably fifteen fifteen hundred dollars for a studio apartment in the basement with no windows in yeah. the hood. <laughs> like, and this is like twenty thirteen. Twenty. This isn't like present day this is when you could get an apartment in any other city for you know 650 780 <laughs> yeah right right no and i was just there in dc and in, in the adams morgan area and i i could not live there i could not live there and i i props to all of you that did for any amount of time uh for school or for work or whatever that it seems like a fucking nightmare i don't i mean it sounds it was fun for a couple of days but yeah i don't know man i don't know i'm glad you guys got out so you've been in charlotte for a long ass time what are you doing now well i got out of the live game finally thank god after i mean COVID, i was i was the national technical director for a uh, av company that was out of charlotte so i was flying around the country running shows and it was just flight after flight after flight. And then, yeah. and then all of a sudden 2020 happened. And it was like, they're like, well, we're not stopping. So if people want us to come out and do the show for them or. Oh, you mean COVID. I thought you stuff. meant, uh, I thought you meant 2020 when I got relegated. Sorry. When people say 2020, I just remember being relegated. You're talking about. COVID. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the other sickness. The other uh, so. So yeah, when COVID happened and there, and I was still flying like, you know, every other week and this is just ridiculous and just working weekends and nights and the stress level of a live production job, Coheeds and all the other guys that worked in it. No, it's just, it, it'll, I can't continue this into my late thirties and forties, my early heart attack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I moved into, um, now I'm an, uh, AV design engineer. So I design integrations. So you know, full permanent installations of AV gear in commercial spaces. All right. Yeah. I mean, that I've seen what you've been doing and you're working on the Spectrum Center bid and things like that, like some of the colleges nearby. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff to, to handle. Um, looking at some of your diagrams. I mean, it seems like this was a long time coming. A lot of this knowledge that you've gathered from full sale, from working in the hotels has all kind of culminated in this. So it's been wild to watch it happen. <laughs> But it seems like a fucking awesome gig. And then, I mean, the only other note that I have here, you know, uh, on your time in Charlotte has been also along with Big TDs. You guys now have Charlotte FC and you're you're enjoying Charlotte FC with oh, Joe yeah. Gabagool. You got you got Big yeah. TDs. That's such a cool thing to experience and watching you guys experience it, too. Uh, we fucking love Charlotte FC. I mean, and luckily, you know, we're we're you know Jabba, Joe Gabagool. That's <laughs> my boy. Yeah, he took us out to a game. You know, invited us to another one. He's got great seats. So I mean, it's we've been to the inaugural game. There was seventy seven thousand people there. It was just absolutely nuts. I mean, so that was our introduction to it. Was going to the inaugural game and being in that environment with a brand new team playing their first match. 
and there's 77,000 people there. And it, it was just absurd. And that's actually, that's it. You know what? It was Chris and Kat, yeah. our, our buddy, buddy and babes got us the tickets to that inaugural game for Christmas before right. that. Cause you knew, I knew that we were going to fall in love with this team. Yeah. And you know, what's funny. I still get emails from Charlotte FC like, Hey, come buy some merch since you bought tickets that uh, one time. Yeah. And I'm like, God, it makes me mad every time. I'm like, fuck Charlotte. FC. Yep. I fucking hate him. God damn. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> up and subscribing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so let's back up again. We've, we've went all the way back. We came all the way forward. We're talking about present day. Now let's go back again, but just to 2000, 2008. And now there's a huge, a huge history here between 08 and 2023. Uh, and I'm going to blow through a lot of it, but I want to kind of point out a couple of things along the way. In 2008, the, the woman who shall not be named won the very first SLFFL championship. Do you know who she beat for said championship? Oh, shit. Nickelballs? No, I'm sorry. It was you. She beat you in the first year. You had a chance to win the very first hammer before the hammer existed, and you failed. You failed against Wanksters. I said it. Her name was Wanksters. Uh, she won over you. You got second place in your first year, 11 and 6. This was way before doubleheaders. Uh, you moved into the second year, and you dropped down. You went 8 and 9. You finished in ninth. You lost in the first round to Bapes, uh, and then you tumbled your way through the second chance championship. So, not looking great, but you did make the playoffs twice. I want to note, note that because it becomes a theme. In 2010, you went 12-5. and five. You also qualified for the playoffs, and this is when you won your first championship. Do you remember hey, who? Hey, fucking right. Give me, give me some names. Who do you think you beat on your playoff run for your first oh, championship? Oh, shit. Uh, what year you said? 2010. 20, so, yeah. 2010. You did not have a bye, uh, so you played three games to win the championship i'm gonna say babes nope it's not babes it's not babes i feel like this is like a, a precursor to first and 15 a little bit you went through coheeds then you went through buddy and then you beat tantrums in the championship you beat tantrums oh uh, yeah i forgot about tantrums Tant a lot of people did you know what all the help in the world forgot about tantrums because no she one was awesome her. for a while and then just off a cliff <laughs> she was i you know what props to her for having driven all the way to the big gay getaway that year having known very little about anyone involved it was very impressive that she did that so <clears throat> moving on 2011 Back to a little bit of mediocrity with a 9-7 and seven record, but you, again, qualified for the playoffs. You finished in second place. Again, you lost another championship. You lost the first year to Wanksters, this time to Knickerballers. So this is, like, not a good thing, all right? So you're making the playoffs four years in a row. You're going into the fifth, you make it again, 18-11. and 11. This is when we introduce double headers. And I'm going to pause here because now you have officially qualified for the playoffs five years in a row. You finish in third, and you win the hypothetical. Um, you're killing it here. You're killing it. Do you remember anything about those early years of same level? Uh, I think it was like Arian Foster years, where I, I, I kept yeah. I kept slamming on I kept slamming it right on uh, running back choices that no one saw. Yeah, <laughs> it I was like that. four years in a row. Yeah, and I was like, I'm telling y'all, I'm watching this dude. He's gonna he's gonna fucking kill it. There was like whatever, yeah, waste your pick, and then Aaron Foster blows up for two years or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I just kept getting running backs right. 
for four or five years. And now, now Arian Foster is no longer a running back, and he's just got a conspiracy theorist podcast. So that's pretty tight. That's tight. Go Arian. All right. So uh, five years. Co-hosted by Jackie Battle. <laughs> five years of qualifying, and then you hit 2013, and you did not qualify for the playoffs in 2013. So this was the first time you felt a little bit of a sting, but you did. You did. At the end of the year, there was a glimmer second chance championship. So you finished in fifth place. You got the second chance championship. And then I'm going to rocket through some things here. In 2014, 2015, 2016, you qualified for the playoffs three more years. So we're talking about eight years in. Or no, we're talking about uh, nine years in and you've qualified eight times. So like really good start to your career. Yeah, uh, along, that checks out. along this run in 2014 through 2016, you finished in seventh, third, and third. Those two thirds, you lost to uh, 10 foot in the semis and then you lost to Blitz in the semis. And I like to bring these things up just because, you know, you're currently boxing against these people and you want to just have that extra motivation, right? You and Blitz are kind sure, of... Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, but I love those guys. I mean, like, I absolutely love 10 foot. And, you know, and then the... I don't know how many times have I hung out with Blitz other than, you know, he was at the big gate getaway, right? Yes, he was there and Rachel taught me how to make kale chips. I'm sorry. Sacks. Yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I, you know, I love, I love blitz. And I remember the first time we met blitz, it was, uh, he came down, he was like still in high school, I think to Orlando, we were out full sale. Of course, we're all smoking weed, like 24 seven, we would go to every class high yeah. and blitz didn't smoke weed at that point. Mm-hmm. And I forget how we did it, but we were, I think we convinced him that like a blunt didn't have any weed in it. <laughs> I, I forget. No, no, it was a hookah. We put a bunch of weed in the hookah. Ah, classic. And Got him super high, and he was just su- like smiling ear to ear and just trying to eat everything in the house and then fell asleep immediately. <laughs> and then after that, like, now he smokes weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He smokes a lot of weed. He's in Denver now. He's one of those guys, you know, smoking all the weed. I mean, he doesn't smoke as much as me, but that's he smokes a lot of weed for the average person. Uh, and uh, good for him. So that's that's on you guys. You did that to him. You made him. Now he's in Denver. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah, you're welcome. Yep. All right. So it's he was, he was such a good boy. He was such a good boy when we met him. Too. He, yeah, you know he's from Indiana, right? Grew up in Indiana. He's pure. Just, he, didn't, uh, he didn't know any better. No, no. He, in the fake nap town, as big ballers would call it, bullshit. Not nap town. All right, 2017. You came in sixth. You did not qualify for the playoffs. I'm sorry. You lost to Booyah in the second chance championship. And then the following year, 2018, you did qualify, but you you lost to Proper in the first round. And then you lost to Coheeds in the second chance championship. So you're just like, you're losing to all these OGs that have been here for a while. Uh, And then in 2019, this is like the saddest saddest year for me. Uh, You... In 2019, finished 12 and 17 in 10th place, and you beat me in the AOL. You beat me in the AOL. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm sorry about that. And I know it was like right, what, like Christmas Eve or something? It was close. You Maybe it was right around then. It was before that because you beat me in the first round of the AOL. And then some chaos <laughs> ensued because you, you, you were supposed to play me again. You know, according to what I thought the rules were supposed to be, I was supposed to have another week against you. Uh, And then you said, no, no, the wording, the wording says. And then we went into a whole Illuminati thing. You remember this? 
I do. Yeah, it, the the wording of the Constitution says that the last leg of the AOL is two weeks, not the first leg. Right. Yeah. So our AOL tournament was a little different uh, back then than it is now. We don't do legs anymore. But yeah. So we were confused. Maybe we thought differently. We thought maybe it was supposed to be. I thought it was supposed to be us for two weeks. You thought no. Uh, you were safe after that, and and you won that argument. You won that argument. I moved on in the AOL, and I ended up losing out, uh, and I am now in the farm, and I have never been back since. Um, so, yeah, thank you for that. I mean. Sorry, man. I mean, hey, <laughs> whether whether it's semantics or not, I'm glad I recognized it, I guess. You know, of course, in my, like, it, when, I, when I realized that, like, you were setting the matchups for us to play again, I was like, hold the fuck up. No, 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 no. <laughs> all right so you get i mean i think i knew that all along but then when you set the schedule again i was uh, like whoa fuck no yeah you got a little bit of revenge uh baked right on top of you the following year do you know what happened the following year in 2020 that would be when babes beat me by 0.02 yes that is that is it Oh, it was glorious. 0.02. You lost to Bapes in the semifinals. Uh, and then to add insult to injury, you you lost to, to AOL in the third place matchup, 169 to 149. So you had 149 points in the championship week, and you would have won the championship by like 37. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so um, Bapes beat you by 0.02. I believe that you were winning, and then they uh, someone was sacked at the last second, or a sack came off, yeah. or, some, or some yards were lost on a fucking I down. try not to think about it. I try not <laughs> to think about it, but... I, I, well, I thought it was the, um, like the quarterfinals, like the round one, but it was the... Well, no, because you semis, were in the third. Yeah, it was in the semis because you went to the third place matchup against AOL. So it was in the semis. Oh yeah, okay. okay. And the, so you, you know, maybe you had the bye. You were seventeen and twelve. Maybe Babes had the bye. I'm not sure, but uh, so yeah, that was a, a little bit of revenge from my house to yours in 2020. Uh, but you did get to stay. You got to stay. Uh, but that was tested the following year in 2021. When you Shit, went yes. eleven and nineteen, you finished in eleventh because you beat any given Sunday in the AOL final. Do well, how were you feeling in that that week of your life right there? Oh, terrible, terrible. <laughs> uh, like, I mean, it's more nerve wracking than the the championship than being a, trying to win the hammer. It's more nerve wracking thinking that there's a chance I can get relegated, even though I mean. Of course, this is two years ago where you know, the, the farm is still kind of new, even though it's what has been around two, three years. Right. It, it, it's it still wasn't like as appealing as you know the same level. Where now it's like, yeah, if you get relegated, I mean, what what's the difference? I mean, it's I still got. <laughs> I know everybody. I mean, all it is, I mean, playing for less money. I think I think that's becoming a little bit more recognized now, and I'm glad. I think that uh, a lot of that is owed to myself and Coheeds uh, and Booyah and people that are are representing in the farm when they go there. Like, man up, right? Don't quit. Don't walk away from the LOL. Take your place in the farm. 
Uh, but you didn't have to take your place in the farm. You beat any given Sunday. You sent her to the farm. In 2022, last season, your best year hey. ever. 22. Oh, I smoked them. 22 and 8. You qualified for the playoffs, obviously. And you beat 10 foot in the final, 108 to 68. You demolished 10 foot in the final. God, I'm sorry, 10 foot. 10 foot has lost so many finals. Um, but how did Yes, he has. How did it feel to go from one year finishing an 11th, barely escaping the AOL, to the next year winning the hammer? I mean, the year that I escaped the AOL, I had Christian McCaffrey, and I believe he went down week one, week two, <laughs> and he was out the entire season, and we had no IR, we had no IR spots, I think. Yeah, because we took away the IR spot after 2020. Right. It was so only for I just COVID. Had to sit. Yeah. So I just had to sit on Christian McCaffrey on my bench. Yep. Knowing that I can keep him for two more years. <laughs> and so I was just like, all I need to do at this point is just avoid the farm. Yeah. And yeah. next year my squad could be right. And then I I guess I made the right decision by drafting Jalen Hurts. <laughs> and that was basically it. It was Christian McCaffrey and Jalen Hurts and twenty twenty two when they, they traded McCaffrey yep. to San Francisco. I was like, yep. this is even better. Yep. <laughs> yep, it is. You know, and unfortunately, <laughs> you're out of keeps for Christian McCaffrey. He will be going back to the player pool this offseason. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's get into can, 2023. That can be argued against. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, 2023 current season, you're 13 and 13. You're currently in fifth place. My probabilities say you're definitely. I think you're definitely making the playoffs. You still have a chance to go up a little higher, but you're probably going to land right there at fifth. That's what my projections have you at this week. Um, 13 and 13, not bad, mediocre, but I think you know, you're know you still going to probably finish above 500, my guess, um, and you're going to make the playoffs. So that's great. But let's get into your draft and your keepers real quick. So like you mentioned, in the first round this year, you kept Christian McCaffrey. This was your second keep, so this is your third season, and he is the RB1 right now. So I would assume that you're happy with that keep. Uh, of course. All right, moving on. Round two. This was not a keeper. This was a draft pick. You drafted Josh Jacobs. Currently, I didn't know this. He's somehow RB11, so I didn't know he's actually as serviceable as he is. He's been doing pretty well for you. Yeah, he was, he, he was terrible for the first, like, four or five weeks, and he shot up to, like, RB2, actually, for most of my, like, mid-season run. And now he's dropped down to RB11. Last three weeks with, for him uh, have been terrible. But, yeah, it looks like he had some real fire weeks before that. Um, I'm going to skip your third round for just a second. In, in the fourth round, you had Amari Cooper. Okay, not so great. Wide receiver 31. Yeah. Uh, but Yeah, but, I mean, didn't we all think, like, Deshaun Watson would at some point pull it together? Uh, don't say pull it and Deshaun Watson near each other. That's, uh, that's dangerous. Uh, uh, that's true. Brian Brian Robinson in the fifth round, though, more more interesting. I was well unaware, way more than I was unaware of Josh Jacobs. I did not know that Brian Robinson is currently RB5. Now, I'm only talking about total fantasy points for the season, but RB5, would you say that Brian Robinson in the fifth is probably a key to you not being in AOL contention? Mm, yes, it's it's Brian Robinson and, and Josh Jacobs pulling it the, the hell together. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like I, it's certainly not my next few picks. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even, I didn't even bother to, to bring those up, but I would say that just, I think on the surface, people would look at your roster and say, okay, you've got Jalen Hurts and you've got Christian McCaffrey, but looking at the details here, I really think that your season, you're owing a lot of your 13 wins to Josh Jacobs and Brian Robinson, having those supporting characters on your, your roster. And my yeah, opinion. absolutely. So anyway, yeah. Congratulations on having at least a rebound season where you're in contention. Uh, and and you actually up until just a week ago you were favored to have a buy. Uh, you did fall apart last week. I'm sorry, uh, but you know, mm. for every sunshine there is a rainy day, and your rainy day this year is your Omega team. Real quick, uh, level planes three and nine. <laughs> Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson. What are you thinking of le- of of the Omega system so far? You just getting mollywhopped. Oh, yeah. I mean, even just getting crushed in Omega this year, I still think it's a great great platform now and like and game system we've created or you've created and now we're all going to collectively adjust it to these more like yeah. D type yeah. styles which is just getting cooler and cooler but everything that blitzed and who, who else chimed in caters. today but yeah. anyway caters yeah like such great ideas but i mean it's fun and of course, like I, I thought, I drafted like a pretty good team because once again, Omega is a dynasty. So when I draft Je- Justin Jefferson, one first round first pick, that's great. It, it, the guy goes down, that's fine. Next year, whoever has this squad, if it's not me, they're going to enjoy that. And Joe Burrow goes down, fine. But yeah, and I tried having, to get Joe Burrow from you, and this and that that revealed to me that your your plan here is much more long term. So, but I I would say that you well, I've been in Omega since its inception. Like I figured I'd never leave, but yep. now it looks like I will. I, yeah, <laughs> there's not many other ways. I mean, you got to get your speckles up, uh, and maybe you could win the hammer. Um, and I don't think you're yeah, you're not going to win the major. No, I'm out. Sorry, man. I'm sorry. All right. So anyways, let's back up just a little bit. I I skipped over one thing. I wanted to save it for here. So you drafted uh, Jalen Hurts in the third round. He's QB2 right now. uh, And you kept him in the third round. And this was your first keep. You drafted him the the year prior to that. You kept him this year. You'll have one more keep on him next year. Explain to me what you did yesterday. So... I started thinking about this week three when I was one and five <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's time to start planning for next year. All I need the strategy now is to avoid the farm and plan for next year. And that's when I started shooting out a bunch of trade offers. So I'll send my players, just give me picks. Like, I just want picks for next year. And then of course my team started turning around, but I still didn't, actively try to bid on these so-called, you know, league winners that people like to call them or, you know, those waiver wire fines when someone goes down, that people spend 40, 60, yeah, 100 FAB on them, 100 or, or 100 <laughs> on Adam Thielen, yeah. which, you know, granted, I mean, that's totally worked out for him. Yeah. But anyway, so my idea originally was to, wait until the end of the season and spend and spend as little bit of my free agent acquisition budget as possible. So I could drop Christian McCaffrey and then 
bid on him out of the player pool free agent waiver wire. So I could now have him, instead of having him as a second round drafted keeper, I now have him as a free agent. And now that would reset my keeper years and the keeper value would be based based on, um, you know, ADP plus two. But, you know, kept thinking and I, you know, I ran some things by you. Right. And we were like, okay, so the the verbiage is. It makes it's going to come down to an Illuminati decision on Christian McCaffrey, because this was my second year keeping him. So technically, I can't keep him next year. So I would be. You know. Hoping that the Illuminati rules in my favor that I get another two years on long shot probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. Right. So or hurts. I still have one more year of keeping him. So if we're going to do the three year max, no matter what keeper system, then I get him next year either way. So now I can do the same move with him and greaten his keeper value. Right. So I would have to keep him next year as a second rounder or I can release him now back into the player pool as a free agent waiver claim. So everybody in the league has the ability to bid and put a waiver claim in on Jalen hurts. It just so happens that everybody else in the the same level league has spent more fab than me. So that's it. That's it. I can put a bid in that puts him back on my roster from a free agent position. So coming off of the free agent waiver wire, sorry, you spent more fab than me. Yeah. But now his keeper value will be his ADP plus two. Right. Which will likely be, you know, I don't know. We're guessing here. He might win the Super Bowl MVP and go nuts and be a first rounder. I doubt it. I think he'll probably. Well, well, yeah. Let me let me also caveat. Let me say this. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to make this anyone's worst week of fantasy ever. I I just want to know. Did this fucker even break any rules? <laughs> no, this fucker didn't. This fucker didn't burst through any walls, didn't break any rules, didn't do nothing. Did you shoot any big cum shots anywhere? You didn't. I mean, you fucking you came to me with the idea weeks ago and I said, you know, I That's weird. It it didn't um it didn't break any rules in my opinion. I don't have a dog in the fight. In fact, I would rather you do poorly because I would like Bapes to win. Um like I don't see a reason here to argue with it. I don't see a problem with, you know, writing a proposal amendment for next year or having the Illuminati look at this and they may rule in your favor. I 
highly doubt it, you know, but I, I think we've had a decent argument today. But FYI, everyone that's listening to this, if anyone's listened this Wait, long. So you think the Illuminati is going to reverse this? No, I don't think that. I don't think that. I think that it would be a hard, it would be hard for them to do that. I don't think that they will reverse what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, like justify it. Yeah. And again, yeah. they can if they want. They're the Illuminati. And if they want to be, you know, I remember the people that were in the Illuminati that sent me to the AOL final. I remember all of you got names on a fucking list. But listen. So once again, my, my argument that I kept bringing up earlier is this whole idea sprouted from the hate I got last year when in the playoffs, Hertz goes down and smoking blunt scoops up all the quarterbacks. And by the way, that move was not reversed. Okay. His move when he was picking up and dropping defenses and other players so they couldn't be claimed on the waiver wire was reversed. His move when he picked up all of the quarterbacks was not reversed. All right. I don't remember so, that, but you're right that he, you know, he's got a history in this to skirting the rules, uh, trying to find that loophole, uh, and it's all fair in games, you know. But, but the point is, is like at that point, I was like, this is fucked up, and and everybody was like, well, maybe you should have saved your fat. Yeah, I, that so, was their argument. Yeah, that was their argument, and. And, and, and now then, I'm pl- I'm playing the same argument, and everybody's like, "No, that's fucked." Well, half half the people are fucked. The funny thing is, is that that blitzed is like my biggest champion right now. He's funny. like, "Fuck yeah!" It's he's yeah. just happy he got the buy. He's happy he got the buy, and he's like, "You know what? I'm just gonna pat him on the back." It's it's all passive aggressive. <laughs> he's just passive aggressively supporting you, and I support. Oh uh, well, now I'm mad about it. <laughs> it has been, you know what, one of our one of our more constructive arguments in the history of LOL. I think that that was um, level-headed. I didn't feel anger in any way. I hopefully, uh, you know, I, people won't agree. I do think you're going to have an overwhelming amount of support. You'll be fine. Uh, and this will let this play out in the courts, right? That's what Donald Trump says. We'll let this play out in the courts, and that's fine. So anyways, do you have anything else you want to add? You good? Um, to my same level history, all of it so far, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I guess uh, next year you should you should upgrade the video. You should upgrade to a video podcast so <laughs> everyone can really dial up their anxiety before these interviews. <laughs> I don't think, bro. I don't think people will do it if I did that. I I, I had trouble recently trying to get a guest. I had Pat Mac, Mac show. <laughs> I've had people turn me down for this show this year. I and I won't say names. no. I've had people turn me uh, down. They're busy. They got work. I know it's a lot. I'm intimidating, and I will say that every single person so far has been intimidated and and nervous. And that I it's so cute. I find it cute. But anyways. Everyone's second favorite segment. We're going to get into it right now. You know the rules. It's first and 15. You got to answer the questions as fast as you fucking can, or you can take your time. I really don't care. Those are the rules. Do you know the rules? Uh, yes, I'm aware. All right. First question. Question one. The franchise that we now know as the Washington Commanders was founded in 1932. What was the original city and mascot? Boston. Mm-hmm. Indian. 
Nope, I'm sorry. That is close, though. Boston Braves. The Boston Braves. And then they were the Boston Redskins before they moved all the way to D.C. I'm surprised you did yeah. that. All right. Next question. Yeah. Question two. What is Dwight Schrute's all-time favorite movie? The Crow. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fucking right. All right. Question three. There were only two teams in the history of same level that you never beat. Name one of them. Oh, shit. Uh, it's got to be somebody who wasn't here long. Um, one of them see. is. One of them is. One of them is also a previous champion. Nickelballers. Nah, that's close, though. Man. You could have either went with the Rhinos or Unite Us We Stand. <laughs> Never would have pulled either of those. <laughs> All right. Next question. Question four. Washington team history. You got to get something here. All right. You got to impress yeah, these Washington fans. I'm going to just yeah. say three. I'm going to give you three categories. Most rushing yards, most passing yards, most receptions. Those are three different Washington players. How many can you name? All right. We got most rushing yards. Go with. You know what? That might be Clinton Portis. Mm, no, he's the he's, uh, he's John so Riggins. Jo it's John Riggins. John Riggins. John Riggins. Yeah. All right. All right. Wide receiver, most yards. I don't think we've had anybody beat Art Monk. Oh, that's one. There you go. Passing yards. You got to get this one. Joe Theismann. This man's got it. He's a fan. He's a fan. Look out. He's a fan. All right. Next question. What is what is your all-time win percentage against terrible tally? Mm. 69%. Motherfucker. All right. You got it. You got the 69. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty. You know what? That's your your highest percentage, I believe. Uh, you know, of of not like a one and zero against some some tiddlywink team that wasn't here for long, but someone that <laughs> yeah, I know. But like when I sixty nine with Tally, like he doesn't. He just sits down there and doesn't do anything. Don't you, you know, hate like, that? Use your hands or something. Reach back around. Okay. Yeah. Question number six. Next question. This is taking us back to Edgewater in our backyard wrestling ETWF days. What was your wrestler's name? Iris. Oh my god. I did I can't believe Ed, I remembered that. And Nightmare. Oh, I forgot about Nightmare. <laughs> Double points. Holy shit. All right. <laughs> Next question, question 7. At Phyllis's wedding, Michael revealed that her nickname in high school was what? Fuck. I don't know. Big Chunk? I don't know. <laughs> Easy Rider. Phyllis's nickname in high school was uh, Easy Rider. Yeah. <laughs> I asked Bapes that question earlier, and she got it in two seconds. Couldn't believe it. All right. Next question. <laughs> question eight. Vince Lombardi coached the Washington football team for exactly one season. What year was it? Sixty-two. Ooh. 
Actually, 1969, I got you with a different 69 question. Next question, yeah, question you, nine. Bitch. <laughs> you, are, you are historically undefeated against eight same-level teams. Name two that you have the most wins against. So the two teams that you've had the most wins against and you're undefeated. Oh, my gosh. Everything, all questions have an angle to them, right? All questions have an angle. No, I get it. What would be funny? What would be a funny answer? (sighs) Undefeated against these these two people, and you you got a decent amount of wins. What do you got? Anything? Uh, AOL? No, not AOL. You think you're undefeated against AOL? No. You're way off. You're way off on this. You're never going to get it. You are undefeated against Southdown. And yeah. and the main. You are undefeated against your father and your sister. <laughs> Three and zero, two and zero. All right. Next question. Question ten. This is uh, just for us. No one else is going to like this question. It's going to be kind of boring for them. Name the three main roads that we grew up on. One in Lusby, one in Edgewater, and one in Davidsonville. Uh, it was Bear Creek Lane or Big in L- Lusby and South Down. No, it was Hazelwood Road. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea oh, about man. the other one. I, you know, it took me a minute. So it was Big Bear Lane, it was Hazelwood Road, and it was Spring Lakes Drive. Never would have got Spring Lakes Drive. Yeah, it was a tough one. All right, that was a boring question for everyone but us. All right, next question, question 11. Who came in first place in the Michael Scott's Dunder Mifflin Scranton Meredith Palmer Memorial Celebrity Rabies Awareness Pro-Am Fun Run Race for the Cure? Toby. That's right. Toby Flenderson, the unsung hero. Nobody gave a shit. And uh, I don't know why they made him go all the way instead of just doing a circle back to the office. Stupid. All right. Question 12. In 2008, the inaugural same level season, the original draft witnessed five quarterbacks taken in the first round. And this includes you. Uh, Which quarterback did you take in the first round in 2008? Peyton Manning? No, you wish. You took Tony Romo. Your very first pick. Uh. (laughs) Your very first pick in same level was a Cowboys quarterback. All right, so question 13. What a terrible historical fact. That is bad, right? So let's get worse. In 2008, also the same draft, the same draft. Witnessed four more quarterbacks taken in the second round, which also included you. Which quarterback did you spend your second round pick on to pair with Romo? Which quarterback? You took two quarterbacks in the first and second round in our first draft. The first one was Romo. Uh, the second one was... Is this Philip Rivers? No, close. You're in the same era. Big Ben. Big Ben, you started your same level career with Tony Romo and Ben Roethlisberger as your first. And then I had the audacity to yell at Southdown for an entire year. You did. 
You did, and Danger Crazy too for taking all those quarterbacks early. You know, yeah, you I didn't are. know shit about fantasy. Like you were the one that wanted to start this, and I was like, I mean, I did it for fun once. I didn't really get it. And <laughs> all right, we'll do a league. That's where it started. But you know what? Now in, it's my life. That's my damn life. <laughs> in two thousand and eight, you took two quarterbacks back to back at the top of the draft. You finished eleven and sixth in second place. So, for what it's worth, yeah, hey. Doesn't matter. All right. Question 14, the penultimate question. The Ocean City, Maryland boardwalk stretches how many streets? Ooh. Shit. I want to say 32. Oh. So close, man. So close. The answer is 27. It's a big boardwalk. Uh, I was about to say 26. So, yeah, either way, I was wrong. But, yeah, it, it's a wonderful boardwalk. It's very long. A lot of it is boring on the later end of it, but that's all right. It gets it gets pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's the best place <laughs> on earth, I, and that's I, I say that as a Disney pass holder. It's the best place on earth. All right, final question. Let's shake the jimmies out, okay? Don't be scared. All right, take this seriously. Don't uh, freak out when I ask it. All right, question fifteen. Washington has had twelve starting quarterbacks since Kirk Cousins left. For Minnesota in 2018. That's that's not that many years. Just five seasons ago. Twelve starting quarterbacks. I want you to name as many as you can. No, oh, Jesus. <laughs> RG3, Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith. Yes, Alex Smith. Um Mark uh fuck butt fumble ass. What's his name? Oh, you're close. Um Oh shit! Yeah, Mark Sanchez is the butt fumble. All right, that's two. Um, we drafted the guy that died in Miami. Oh yeah, his name is Dwayne Anthony. Haskins. Yeah. Um, let's see, that's three. There's a lot right, of people well, here. You got this year. You got you got Sam Howell. Right. That's you four. got. Oh, Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting all the easy ones. Who was the person you added? Who did you add last night? Josh Johnson. Josh jo- Yes, he was back there right after Alex Smith. Yeah. yeah. Um, Carson Wentz. There you go. You're running out of gas. Um, yeah. There's one real good one with a real good quarterback name. Mm. Mm. I think I'm out. I think you are out. You know, that was a tough question. You got a lot here. I'm going to read them in order real quick. Alex Smith, Josh Johnson, Colt McCoy, fantastic quarterback. Ah, Mark Sanchez, Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen. You were never going to get him. Taylor Heineke, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Garrett Gilbert. Who is that? Is he Gilbert Godfrey? I don't. Carson Wentz. You added him last night. And then Sam Howell. I mean, what? What is your team doing, man? Well, I don't fucking know. I don't work there. I just like them. That's the right answer. I mean, yeah. That's the right answer. I don't fucking work there. We got new ownership. Hey, we got new ownership. We got draft capital. We got a shitload of salary cap space. I hope we just clean house as soon as the season's over. Get a GM. Let the GM hire a coach. And then let the GM go to work with all of that capital. 
And you know we could be in a completely different space next year. You've got hope. You've got hope. And you can't put a price tag on hope. You can't. All right. So let's get into everybody's second favorite segment at Spread Spread Total. You know the rules. I'm going to let you go first. We have gone on for a long time. So let's just rocket fire. What do you got? First pick. Lions minus three against the Bears. Oh, yes. Yes. That was going to be my extra pick if I needed one. So I'm going to scratch that off. The Bears need to lose for the draft. So you're going to take the Lions. I would take the Lions, too, in that instance. Not bad. Yes. All right. Fuck. All right. So I don't have that available. I'm going to go. And you know what? I'll stop for a second and say I haven't calculated the wins and losses on this game in like five weeks. We all know. I will give give 1,000 schmeckles to whoever fills out that spreadsheet for all the picks. The, the last couple of weeks and this one. What do you think? People are writing all these down every week. You have, to go, have to go back. back and you have to listen. go back and listen, or I'm going to have to. So I will give a one thousand. What is one thousand smacks? That's not even a ball. That's well, okay. <laughs> I'm working with what I got here. All right, and if uh, maybe it's more if it's done by this weekend. All right. So it's collusion. <laughs> my first pick. I'm going to take the Saints minus five and a half. I think the Panthers are trash um, and they have to go to New Orleans. Ah, uh, man. It's Bryce Young breakout week right here, baby. It could, it could be, but I doubt it. I think that the, <laughs> I think the Saints coach got clowned so much last week with the uh, Taysom Hill, Derek Carr thing. I think that he's he doesn't want to get clowned again. He doesn't want to get clowned again. He's going to play Taysom Hill and they're going to win the game by six. All right. Well, you do you. All right, what's your I'll second take, spread? I'll take the the Texans minus five and a half against the Jets. I love the Texans. I I but they don't have Tank Dell anymore. He's out, right? He broke his leg or something. Don't care. Yeah, I don't, don't really, care. I don't really care either. I think CJ Stroud, man, he's he's running Lockshore right now for me and Omega. And uh yeah, that's a strong kid. That's a strong team. Good pick. Good pick. All right. My second pick. Some of you Colts fans are going to like this. I'm going to take the Colts right now. Yeah. I enjoy them. They're minus one and a half at the Bengals. I, I, have, that. I, I think, have that as my third in case you took it. Yeah, Jake Browning uh, on Monday night. Great job for the Bengals, yeah. but I don't think he's going to repeat that. Uh, even though it's at Cincinnati, I think Jake Browning is a flash in the pan. I'll probably be wrong. Colts look good. I'm a fan of Jim Irsay. I'm a fan of Jonathan Taylor. Let's go Colts. Uh, what is your over-under pick of the week? Here I'm thinking I got a good strategy. I'm thinking maybe I, I come in with, you know, maybe an over. You know, I like the over. I like the over everywhere. So I'm gonna go ahead and take the over on the Bills Chiefs at 48 and a half. All right. Yeah, I mean, we had a great scheme. That is a great scheme, man. I like that. And I, I too am going to take an over. Uh, and you guys should write this down, man. It's over gang week. Over gang week. Some of these numbers are low. Some of these numbers are too low. <laughs> Uh, Houston Texans, you pick them to win. They are playing against the shitty-ass Jets, but the over-under is 32-and-a-half, man. That's juicy right there. I think the Texans can do it. Uh, they're going to take it over. So I'm going to take the Houston Texans and the New York Jets over 32-and-a-half, and that's spread-spread total, baby. Ooh. Well, that was an hour and ten minutes of a lot of stuff, and if you listen to this whole thing, Without taking a pee break, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah, I, I got to piss so bad. I have, I've had I like three beers. Too many beers. Oh, man. My bladder's so small at my old age now. I don't know. No, I mean three beers during this interview. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. 
I appreciate you spending an hour with me this evening, man. Uh, it's it's definitely it's probably the easier call I've had to make. Um, I've enjoyed some more than others. This one was definitely the easiest one to do. And I will say this: now, I'll announce this now to everyone. This was the final chatting masters of chatting with the masters of the season. Are you are you happy to be part of the final one? Oh, of course. I mean, I'm just glad to get on here and, and talk. I yeah. mean, this league's amazing. Everybody in here is great. I'm sorry if you have construed my words as violent or offensive over the season. I apologize. I do not mean any anything at all. I'm just poking the bears. You know, you're all you're all the bears in this scenario. I'm that's just poking what, the bears. That's what we do here. That's what we do. It's what we've done here forever. <laughs> If the Illuminati reverses the transaction that I just made, it's the biggest crack shit in history. Yeah. Burn this yeah. bitch to the ground. That's what I would do. All right. Uh, thanks I'll for turning this out. fucking league into a hot dog stand. <laughs> All right, Decibels. Good luck in the playoffs, man. I wish you the best. All right, buddy. Love you. Later. Love you too. These finger sandwiches look finger-looking delicious, Pam. Oh, I'm sorry, Andy, but this is a closed club. The Finer Things Club is the most exclusive club in this office. Naturally, it's where I need to be. The party planning committee is my backup, and Kevin's band is my safety. Yep, hard to learn anything when it's your brother that you're interviewing. All right, still fun, though. Still fun. Gotta say. We just got a little bit of chemistry, you know? You When you talk to somebody for, you know, almost 40 years, no offense to us, you get to know each other a little bit, but, you know, it also means when you talk for over an hour, you, you tend not to learn anything new because you know everything about them already. I, although I did, for whatever reason, I thought that he played football in college. I guess it was just lacrosse. That could have just, my wires got crossed. I don't know. Good interview, though. I thought he had a good, uh, a good head on his shoulders about his, his time in, in same level and how it all came together and uh, his perspective on things. I thought it was kind of cool going through his path you know as he left florida and then you know made his way to charlotte it was kind of a neat path similar to big td's story obviously but uh nice nice interview and and it was nice for him this week timely right very timely he's there to explain himself to everyone on tape right i don't know about you guys but i listen to these podcasts on cassette tapes and he put it on tape for you he says here's what i did here's why i did it Here's what I think the rules say. And I think he he said exactly what he needed to say. So moving into our final regular season week, except for Omega. Omega is obviously going to go for two more. Keep your eye on the top of the power rankings. Top five includes four farm teams. That's fucking awesome. That's awesome. So also blitzed jumping up into second was tremendous. So look for him to start making some moves. I think for, Two weeks from now, I think he may start stocking up for that, you know, semifinal week. Uh, that should be very interesting. 
Uh, but Gabagool sliding into the sixth spot, the farm. I did not see that coming. I did. I'm sorry, Coheens. I did not see that coming. I'm sorry. But Ghoul is going to make it interesting. Ghoul will make it interesting, and it looks like he's going to have to make it interesting against big ballers, I think. That should be good. So outside of the playoffs this week, we do finalize something, and that is Major 2 for both levels. And right now, I mean, I haven't really done the math specifically for how many points he'll need to score, but Tally still has a chance to win Major 2 for same level. He'll have to win both of his matchups, and he's going to have to put up something like 130. And and it would also depend on what Bape scores and what AOL scores uh, in their matchup this week. So whoever wins the AOL versus Bape's matchup, I believe, is going to take Major 2. Keep your eyes on that. I, If I'm putting my schmeckles on it, the deck stack, probably going to win it. AOL probably takes it. Don't tell Bapes I said that. But if I'm not putting schmeckles on it, if I'm just going with my heart, then yeah, Bapes, Alvin Kamara. Wait, he's still, he didn't get hurt, right? He hurt that other guy. Alvin Kamara ran over some dude's leg, broke it in half. Guy cried on the sidelines. What a mess. And then also, what's up with the guy in Philadelphia? Do, do, do NFL teams have security guards, fat white guys that just stand out there and, and like shove people? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Why was he there? I don't know. And also, the Trevor Lawrence, he like rolled his ankle real bad. And then they made him like walk down the street. Like he had to walk to the bus. Like, why? What happened? Anyway, so keep your eye on that. The, the cup is moving along pretty well. Um, oh, major two in the farm, basically going to caters. I should say that first. Caters, congratulations. You're probably going to win Major 2, but Sack still has a chance. She could go 2-0 this week and score. I believe she'll need to score in the 130s or 120s, which right now the numbers say that's like her median, 125. Sack's in the city's team is strong as fuck right now. So, I mean, Caters, any other time, I would say he's got it locked down. He's 4-1. and one. He's got like 600-some points in the Major. It's probably his, but... Sacks could could change that in an instant. All right. So who knows? Who knows? I thought it was still illegal, the Dax stack, but it, it fucking rises again. And then finally, the cup. Smoking Blunts ruined half of the bracket there. All right. So Tally's going to just waltz in to the same level cup or the next level cup final because Smoking Blunts decided to put up less than 60 points last week. All right. So Tally will waltz in there unscathed, just like he's going to get a bye week next week. He'll be able to focus entirely on the next level cup final. On the other side of the bracket, though, like I said, Fornicators has a lead over Booyah, 242 to 233. Very close. Nine point differential. All right. I think Caters pulls this out. I do. Caters, let's go. Take it to the final. Battle Jack's retreat. Don't let Booyah in Omega. All right. Nine teams left in an eliminator challenge. Don't forget to submit your picks. I should have just forgotten because I picked Jacksonville and it's just as bad as not picking anything. <sighs> but at least I'm in the Omega playoffs. Hell yeah. Super excited about that, man. <laughs> it's my last chance. I got no schmeckles. I'm not going to get low ham. I'm not going to win the cup. I didn't win any majors. My only chance to retain control of Lockshore, I think, 
is to win Omega. Win Omega outright. Or I'll have one ball in the Omega lottery. One ball. Fucking Lance Armstrong. I don't know, man. So then we had the whole eight, you know, high decibels Jalen Hurts thing. It was very fun this week. You know, I think that that will spur some ideas. You know, I don't think it should spur rules where we say this isn't allowed and this isn't allowed. That's what the GOP does. You know, we in the LOL like to come up with solutions that are good and work for everyone. That's what we like to do. So I think we're going to see that. And, and yeah, I'm just excited. You know, it's the season of fear. It's the season of fear. Everyone's out there Christmas shopping, trying to be happy. But here we are just fucking trying to feel a little relief. Babes told me recently, she was like, she said, you know, I never feel joy from fantasy football. Never, never feel joy. It's only ever maximum level is just relief. Maximum level of happiness in fantasy football is just relief. Even if you're in the playoffs, you're just, you know, you're nervous about getting eliminated until you do get eliminated. And then if you're in the relegation, you're nervous about being relegated until you're safe. So it's just, you're just searching for relief at, at all times until maybe you're in the finals of the same level championship and it's down to Monday Night Football and you've got a couple of minutes left. At that point, it might switch over to joy when you win. That's the only time. Up until that very moment, you're only looking for relief. And even that victory is just a little bit of relief. Relief. That's all we want. Because we live in fear. This whole month, the month of December, is just a season of fear. So when you're out there buying Christmas presents, think about that. All right. So we're going to try to do voicemails a little differently today. Hopefully this works. I'm going to play them off my phone instead of off the machine. It doesn't matter. But we've got a lot of voicemails. It's kind of why I wanted to do it this way. It would take me forever to load all these up. And that will make sense in a minute because not a lot of you called, but somehow I got a lot of voicemails. So let's not waste any time because I do feel like I've been wasting time here with you. Let's jump right into it. Everyone's favorite segment, the voicemails first. Voicemail. Hey, good afternoon. This message is for Whitney. This huh? is Chanel, the breastfeeding peer counselor over at the Wick Clinic in Umatilla. What? Wait, getting... okay. Time out. All right. I can, t I can pause the voicemails now. It says uh, this message is for Whitney. This is Buddy. This is Chanel, the breastfeeding peer counselor over at the Wick Clinic in Umatilla. Who gave our number to the Wick Clinic in Umatilla? We're just giving you a call just to check in on you to see how your pregnancy was going and oh, see if you had any Who problems. told her I was pregnant? Fucker questions for me regarding breastfeeding if you ever do you can always reach me at 352 don't no numbers no numbers no i'm chanel you're a doll but i don't need help breastfeeding i know how to breastfeed next voicemail oh what's good buddy it's your voice smoking blunt hello Just calling to say what up Seen some fucking tomfoolery on the waiver wire today. That's all right. As someone who's always skirted the rules myself, I can't really hate on that. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh -huh. I um, think that my wife, I told her all about it. And she thinks that's some big brain shit. Oh, wow. I'll be getting a divorce soon. I'm kicking her ass out the house. <laughs> Traitor ass. Yeah. But anywho, I'm ready to whoop that ass. Danger crazy DC this week. And I love you in real life. But you're my enemy this week. The win streak's going to end, and I'm going to have more than 69 level wins after this week. 
I still believe in my chances, 3%. even though last week I fell flat on my face. Three percent. But you know, it is what it is. Shout out to everyone else probably joining me in the AOL tournament. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go down together. Nope, just one. Great. And I can't wait for the Secret Santa Exchange. I hope that we can all get our gifts on time. <laughs> yeah. Whoever my Secret Santa is, you're slacking. <laughs> I ain't got shit yet. But, you know, I still believe in you. Looking forward to joining y'all to watch the game. And, uh, you know, happy holidays, y'all. Peace. <laughs> What's up, Sorkin Bloods? Yes, I am looking forward to the holiday gala and spending a little bit of this season of fear with you guys watching the game. Um, And yeah, I am worried, too, about these gifts. I suddenly had the realization that I, too, need to send some gifts out. uh, Babes and I do. And we're going to do that right away. Um, But uh, yeah, I am a little worried that some of you won't come through. I'm pretty sure I will. I'm pretty sure I'll get it done. But I am worried that someone won't get a gift. And if you don't, you know, I, I apologize in advance. We're a bunch of fucking, you know, smokers and jokers. We're just, we're, we're always fucking around. All right. People are, yeah. someone will make it up to you if you don't get a gift. But I, I am just like blunts. I, I am a little nervous that we're going to fuck that up. I don't know. Hopefully we don't. I, hopefully we don't. I mean, I'm super excited though for Secret Santa. That's going to be a fucking cool thing. And I hope that this is something we can do in the future, although I will next year assign this to someone else to handle. <laughs> someone else can handle it, and I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, but for me, I don't know. All right, so we got to let me keep it going. We got a lot of voicemails in a row from a number with a 704 area code. So let me just put these, I'm going to queue them up, and we're just going to fire through them. I don't know who this is. Hey, motherfucker, check it out. <laughs> the reality is this. <laughs> Yo, can you edit a few fucking phone calls together? Uh-huh. Do me a favor. <laughs> Just open this fucking beer and I'm having a hard time drinking it. I'll call right back. One second. Edit this motherfucker together, okay? Chill. Edit together. Okay. All right. I think, you know what? I think this is the owner of Bart Smarts. Bart Smart. I think it's the owner. I think this is Joe Gabagool's boss. And sort of High Decibels and Big TDs, it's sort of their boss too because they're there a lot. So why is he calling me? I don't know. All right. Hey. All right. Take two. Um, I'm glad you got some fucking editing skills because... Fuck. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me try again. <laughs> try again? How did you... I don't know... Okay. Let's see. Well, you, you try again? You try again, Bart Mart? Hey. All right. So check it out. I, I uh, fuck you. Hold on. One second. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck me. What is happening? All right. We got another one. Here he comes again. Let's see if he can do it this time. You got it, man. I guess this is Bart, right? Is this Bart? Nah, this ain't gonna work. Hold up, let me try again. Fuck this shit, goddamn! It's throwing me off of the whole like, like leave a message, you bitch. Like that's like, you know, I was like, I just can't, I ain't gonna, it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna work. Hold up, <clears throat> check it out. No, not yet. Hold on. <laughs> that just reminded me. I forgot what the voicemail message plays. It says, it says, leave a message. But I recorded that like six years ago. Totally forgot. All right, this is. I think nope. This give him a shot. 
You can do it. All right. Well, here we go. Let's check this motherfucker out. So I was, uh, my, uh, <clears throat> Mike gave me your message. You said, yeah. fuck. God damn it. One more time. One more time. One more time. <laughs> all right. Look, this is his last message. He's got one more. He's, uh, he's left all of these. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five messages so far we've heard from this, from Bart in his Mart. And now Bart from his Mart sends one final message that is three minutes long. So hold on. All right, let's go. Mike gave me your fucking number to call. He uh -huh. said, leave a message. I said, okay. I ain't got much to say because I don't really believe in sports. I think that it's fucking just like <laughs> politics. Okay. Only the big ones are rigged. They rig. When you get to the big ones, they rig. Everything uh -huh. normal. You know what I mean? Saying. What? You need to know that. But I want to tell you something. I got some insider information on you uh, that I want to sell to the company, to the business. Um, first of all, Mike was in tonight acting like he made some slick move, <laughs> like he got to upset the league because he made a few trades. Let me tell you something. He had a fucking goddamn, uh, he had like a book with him. He was like taking notes and shit, <laughs> acting like if I move this number and I carry this number and I put this player over here, the whole league is upset that I traded fucking Buck Williams, man. <laughs> Whatever. You letting him fucking slide with some fucking shit like that. The reality is this. I want in on this. I want in on this fucking whole thing you guys are going on. This is my fucking, this is my, this right here, this is sharp fucking tank for me, motherfucker. I want, you guys got a million dollar idea. Uh -huh. I want to invest in this bullshit. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I want to give you money and you're going to give me back a million dollars because what you're doing is going to make money. So I'm not sure if I was supposed to comment on football, but this is business. <laughs> and you guys are on to something good. And I want a slice of the fucking pie. Okay. Hold up. Let me take a drink here. No, hold on. Hold on. Let's pause. What? Is, so he's calling here to tell us that Decibels was at the bar talking about the Jalen Hurts ad drop fiasco, bragging about it. This guy doesn't know anything about sports, but somehow sees a moneymaker in the LOL. I don't know. I mean, we're, we lose money every year. We lose a ton of money. If you want to invest, it's not going to return very much. It will return nothing. But maybe fun. It will return a little fun. Um, also, I'm pretty sure that ain't no one ever doing anything slick in this league. It seems like all y'all just making kind of like some bogus-ass trades. The reality is this. Football itself... It's made for people who like to watch balls handled. And that also is a whole other thing that's making a lot of money. Uh -huh. And if you have a system set up to handle balls, we do. I'd like to invest in that. We do. We have that. I want to invest in handling balls. That's it. All right. Really. I feel like we can make money together. I don't I'm know. not sure if you can edit this to make it sound good. <laughs> no. But, um... Oh, yeah. Also, one last thing. You guys kind of like, you always talk about, like, this place. Uh, I don't think Bart Smart's real, by the way. <laughs> I think it's kind of like a thing that they're they're making up. they making up Bart Smart. It don't really exist. Uh, you should come into town and figure that out and watch. Well, you know, come in, check it out. It's not real. <laughs> it's literally just like, uh, it's, it's not real. Like kickers. Is there a way I could delete this voicemail? Hold on. If I hit, let me, if I hit, uh, 
Let me let me see here. If I hit your star button, does that make it delete? Oh fuck! It's still recording. Me... Oh, that's it. I don't know. I mean, that's that's. I got my phone is going nuts last night. This guy's Bart is leaving these messages. I mean, okay, he wants to invest in the LOL. Send me some money. I've got no business plan. We've got no ROI whatsoever. But you know what? You can join our next level. We're going to add underneath the farm next year. You can throw some money down. We're trying to have a BGG, and I'm not paying for it. Maybe Bart can pay for it. Bart can pay for the BGG. Bingo, bango, bongo. We'll make a bunch of money. I mean, I don't know about that last part, but we could have the BGG, and we could say bingo, bango, bongo about anything. All right. Last voicemail of the week. Tell me one thing, Brooke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study, not to bring back, but to wipe them out. That's the plan. Yeah, that's the plan, man. <laughs> plan my ass. This is very well for life, and I'm scared. This is all or nothing. It could be game over. I'm in fourth, but it feels like I've got a bullseye on my head. You're fine. This Sunday, I can go from fourth to tenth faster than you can say fuck the bills. <laughs> it's not good, man. <laughs> Taking on baits and marching. Normally, two women at once is not a scary proposition, <laughs> unless they have Adam's apple. But this isn't good. <laughs> it's moving all over the place. Both of these teams could send me into a tailspin toward the AOL playoffs and ultimately the farm, man. Where's Bishop <laughs> or Newt, man? Maybe they can help me with my lineup. I don't know how long the Dak stack can hang on. Sooner or later, it's going to crater. It'll be game over. I got to end this transmission. I got to barricade myself in the lab. Afraid of the fantasy gods, man. I just, AOL for life, you're fine. You got the fourth seed. You're going to be in the playoffs. You're fine. You're fine. Don't worry. But yes, I just watched the Aliens movie with my kids. I got, you know, I got a a nine-year-old. It was fine. It's a little scary. It's not that scary. And what was that? And you said Newt, right? Isn't that the cat? Ah, the cat in Alien is the, it steals the show. Just like in the Captain Marvel movie. Steals the show. That was a good impression of the dude. What was that actor's name? You sounded just like him. But no, man, there's no alien coming after you. You're not even going to be in the AOL tournament. I don't think you're going to make it very far in the playoffs, but you're safe. You're safe. You're in the escape pod. You're fine. You don't have very much of a season of fear to worry about. Like you, AOL, he was never going to win the championship. He knew that. He knew that going into it. But, you know, so now he's just waiting for that relief. Like the rest of us, the season of fear. Waiting for the relief, man. But right now, man, this is a long show, so I, you guys already know what I'm about to say. We got to get the fuck out of here. Good voicemails, especially Bart. You know, I don't know who you are, Bart, but you can send me money anytime you want. It's the season of fear right now, and I'm freaking out for my wife. She can't lose. I can't have her lose. I don't know, man. It's either you're in the playoffs and you're worried about getting eliminated from the playoffs or you're in the relegation tournament and you're worried about being relegated. Like, what are we, is there ever anything that you're actually looking forward to in this league, man? We just want relief. Give me that sweet, sweet relief, whether it's like 
winning the championship or literally jumping off of a building to my death. I just want that sweet, sweet relief. Make it all end. I can't stand it, man. This is like too much for my brain to handle. I'm exhausted. I'm trying to do presents. I'm trying to wrap things. I'm trying to cook things. I'm trying to wrap up work for the year. I'm doing all this shit. But at the same time, I have all this other stuff going on, man. I'm scared. I'm fucking scared, man. It's a season of fear.